Now, tonight, the Tenancy Protection Bill <coughs> was before the Dáil and Ashling. What's the aim of this particular bill? Indeed. So this is a bill by the Social Democrats uh, housing spokesperson, uh, Keane O'Callaghan. And this bill uh, seeks to amend a section of the Residential Tenancies Act, um, which was actually brought in in 2016 as an amendment. So we're amending an amendment um, which sought to protect, um, I suppose, mass evictions. So this is where a um, a landlord owns, you know, a, a substantial complex of apartments and they want to sell the place and they want to get rid of you know 10 or more people um, and one of the um, clauses in that amendment to protect that from happening to say that you couldn't do that was that if you were going to do that as a landlord or as an owner of a property that you would have to um, show that to keep the tenant in situ when you were selling the property caused a 20% reduction in the value um, and it caused you undue, uh, undue uh, harm um, and um, or sorry it was undue hardship is the wording um, or be unduly onerous onto the landlord so Keane O'Callaghan is proposing in his uh, bill to take this out altogether this loophole he's calling it um, saying that it's being uh, you know used uh, by landlords to still carry out these mass evictions and then tenants by proxy aren't being protected um, now the government haven't opposed uh, this bill um, so it was discussed uh, in the Dáil this evening very briefly um, the Minister of State for the, in the Department of Housing, uh, Kieran O'Donnell said, you know, that the department or the government weren't opposing the bill, um, and that they were happy to progress it to committee stage. But he also laid out, I suppose, where the government stands on this, and it doesn't seem like the government is returning uh, on this particular issue. And um, he was saying that basically, what why this was brought in was to balance this right between the tenants and the landlord, and that the landlord has, you know, a constitutional right to be able to sell their property, and um, but the tenants also should be protected. And he said that this amendment, as it currently stands, which Keane O'Callaghan has a problem with, uh, does strike that balance. And also uh, the RTB, the Residential Tenancies Board, who um, you know are the adjudicator in these cases where this where this stuff is happening. They come in and they assess what's happened, where the complaint happens, and they're saying that it's actually not coming up all that often. And then when it does, they are siding in in favour of the tenants. So I suppose it's it's um, he's Keane O'Callaghan is looking to, for this protection for tenants but on the other side they're saying it's not really coming up as much as potentially he's thinking it is so that's what this is in a nutshell I suppose. All right. Okay Lorraine Clifford Lee one might understand if a landlord is selling the house to move into themselves or wants it for a family member that their rights might be infringed but where a number of houses have been bought as one scheme and are being sold on purely in a way to flip it once either their rental income or the property value has, has risen Surely uh, it, it's worth at least considering that and adopting it. Yeah, and, and thanks to Ashling for that very comprehensive overview of, of this piece of legislation. It's not in effect causing an impact on tenants because as Ashling outlined, the RTB said it doesn't feature and when it does, they actually uh, in all cases have sided with the tenants. But I can understand the... Um, the distress actually these massive evictions cause for tenants and I think it is a sensible loophole to actually close but if you look at it in conjunction with what um, the Department of Housing has instructed local authorities to do and that's actually the the tenant in situ purchase scheme and I know like I'm I'm dealing with tenants who have been issued with eviction notices and I'm dealing with my own local authority on a daily basis and helping people through this and what I'm finding is local authorities are stepping in 
in. So I don't think tenants will be left high and dry and, and homeless as a result of mass evictions because what is happening is the, the councils are stepping in and they can continue their tenancy with the council as their landlords instead. But that being said, um, it is probably something sensible to do. Now, the Residential Tenancies Act have been has been amended uh, a lot and it's quite unwieldy and it's difficult to, to deal with for both the end user, like the public and lawyers. Um, so perhaps maybe amending it further isn't the right way to go about it and maybe to go about it in a different way. But I think ultimately what we all want to do is to protect tenants and protect families and, and individuals against the risk of homelessness. And that's what's being done by the government. Amaraid Farrell, to you on this, do you think this uh, amendment is necessary or are you encouraged by the uh, Residential Tenancies Board saying that in effect they side on behalf of the tenant? Look, I think anything, any additional protections that we can give renters at this very moment in time um, is useful and is extremely um, important. And I note um, that the government didn't oppose this, but I, I do hope um, that they look into it in greater detail and even enact it. And look, this is the second um, motion this week um, that went in front of the doll in relation to tenants and in relation to renters and ourselves. And Sinn Féin had a motion in front of the doll Tuesday night in order to, to try and really protect renters from um, increasing in homelessness, increasing in the huge uh, cost uh, burden that we see in, for renters. And we've seen just this week that there's been across Galway, for example, double digit increases in annual rent rent increases. We've seen that, in fact, across the state. And it's just becoming a, more and more difficult for, for people to, to rent. And what we're seeing now, of course, um, is that there is also an, a, an increase in homelessness as well. And what I would say, I suppose, is that the government should have listened to the Sinn Féin motion, where we were very clear that they need to ban rent increases for three years because not only do we see the rents are rising, but we're also seeing that um, affordability in terms of housing is becoming increasingly, increasingly difficult for people. And the reality for me, Colm, I have to say, is that for young people, more and more, they don't see a future um, here because of the housing crisis. And that is the reality. We're seeing that now for, you know, for a couple in Galway, you have to have a, a combined income of, of 115,000 for a three bed uh, semi-D. Like that's not realistic in, in Galway, like like it, that is completely unrealistic for most um, working couples. And um, what we need to see specifically in Galway, and something that I actually raised uh, with the Minister for Health today, who was taking um, t- taking questions uh, uh, from from TDs, was the fact that in 2019 we were told by government that they would deliver uh, afford an affordable housing project in Galway City. Now, nearly five years later, it doesn't look like it'll even be delivered. Until at the earliest of 2025. And that was the kind of hope that was given to young couples who now don't see that hope at all and don't know where to go. Uh, the, the figure that was mentioned by the Charter, Sur- Chartered Surveyors of Ireland, uh, Violet Ann Wynne, was 126,000 uh, needed in the Dublin area, a combined income to buy a three bedroom house. If, if rents uh, are increasing at the levels we've seen, and particularly new rentals, which mm-hmm. aren't controlled on by, by the rent pressure zone uh, cap. It's going to be very difficult for people on uh, anything like a modest income to be able to save to purchase a house 
What can be done about that particular issue? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's hugely concerning. Um, and just to maybe just go back a little bit on, on some of the previous comments, I know in County Clare, for example, um, that scheme that uh, Senator Lorraine had mentioned there about the council being able to purchase the, the tenant in situ um, scheme itself is quite difficult in County Clare, uh, especially because house prices has been increasing and it, it's quite uh, competitive as well. So I, I am hearing quite a lot in, uh, from uh, people who have been given those notice to quits and the council haven't been able to purchase those homes. So um, I would have a different experience than what the senator has relayed there. And I think when it comes to, to the increases in rents in particular, I just want to say that in Clare it's risen by 13.9% in one year. That's massive. It's huge. And, and the fact that we have been facing this housing crisis for the last number of years and it's not getting any better, it's getting worse. It's getting harder for people to see hope at the end of the tunnel basically because... That's not true. Well, it's, it's, That's like the experience I, that I have in Clare. Yeah, well, are distressed. Well, you know, and I'd like to dispute some of the comments there that young people don't see a future. The rate of first-time buyers has increased substantially in recent years and that's due in, in good part to what the government is doing, introducing uh, the various But they're not as young as, as they were, are they, the first-time buyers? They're over 35. They're, they're not as young as they are, but, but people are, are staying longer in education, they're travelling, they're doing a lot more than what they would have traditionally done 30 or 40 years ago. But I, I, I understand that it is very, very difficult. But to say that young people have no future here in this country and they're leaving in their droves, that's simply not true. And the housing situation isn't getting worse and worse. I live in North County, Dublin. We have thousands and thousands of houses currently under construction and in, and have come on stream in recent years. Like I, I'm helping people to access um, a cost rental. That We have a lot of cost rental, affordable housing. There's a, an affordable housing scheme in Rush, um, which is a lovely town in North North County Dublin and I just said the examples here um, a two bed mid terraced house um, 228,000 a three bed semi detached house and that was the example that you were using column um, and this is in Dublin and 299,500 and uh, uh, starting no, that's that's the price that that's, that's in County Council put on on the three bedroom semi detached. And how many? And of they those said are a typical there? gross income for people that were purchasing that was seventy two thousand. And how many? How many houses of that of that in size that are scheme, in the scheme? That particular scheme, um, there was twenty five three bed mid terrace nine three bedroom end of terrace six three bedroom semi detached right. and these are all eight. in Dublin. All right. so, but, but we were talking like the figure you were saying you used as Dublin. Where I live in Donabate, there's going to be another affordable housing scheme launched um, in the first quarter of next year, and there's going to be 42 right, but houses the, the, there. The figure, so the figure, the figure Mairead Farrell quoted there is, uh, I think, was it 110,000 Mairead Farrell? 115,000 and that's in Galway. And the reality is as well, uh, Colm, is that since this government came into office, housing uh, prices has increased by 90,000. We've also seen the highest annual hike in, in rents since the RTB started their reports in 2007. So I think we need to be realistic about the huge, huge crisis that we have. But for and individuals look, trying to buy a house, the, the measures that the government have introduced in order to make house, housing, they say, more affordable for individuals, you're, you're not in favour of those, are you? Well, let's be clear, Mazars 
um, did a report in relation to this and they said that 53% of the money that is paid um, to people are for people who don't need that money. Then that means that we're giving money to people who don't need the money. It's an, it's also increasing the price of housing. We've seen that. Like we have the f- facts here. Like the, the housing has increased first by 90, time buyers are up. since the this rate government of first came time into buyers office. are up and that's like an ocean fiend to want to face the reality. But first time buyers are getting more help than they ever have gotten before to buy a home. More uh, housing is coming on stream. We're beating all European records. There was an independent European report out and we're far ahead of other uh, other jurisdictions in delivery of housing. Sinn Féin don't want to listen to that, but right. that's the, we have the reality. 14,000 homeless, 4,000 children homeless yeah, going into Christmas. I think that's the reality, exactly unfortunately. That. And, and the, the house building uh, where you are in, in County Clare, Violet and Wynne, what's the, what's, what's the rate of, of, of house building there? Or I mean, you, you may not have those figures to hand, but what, what what's the... Uh, What's the house construction scene like in Clare? Well, the reality is that um, there was two years put into uh, work and submissions into a county development plan. And then with a strike of a pen, the, the Minister, Kieran O'Donnell, uh, dezoned land, uh, very substantial amounts of land, in particular in West Clare, um, that were zoned for residential uh, buildings. But the, he has dezoned them now. So for a significant um, part of County Clare, that we will see no developments uh, there whatsoever, no one-off uh, bills, um, which is going to further restrict, especially rural communities in particular. We're seeing, um, you know, people having to be displaced and moved to, to all different parts of the county to be able to just access even rental properties. I mean, the rental market itself is just out of control in terms of how the, the rents are increasing, but just also around the notice to quits. Um, and I think, you know, just to hear you say that, you know, the, we're, the housing crisis has not gotten worse is, is incredible. Um, and I feel like, you you know, this is seen in, on a daily basis in the chamber. There's a complete detachment from uh, politics, from the lived experience and the reality of so many. I mean, I have people coming to me on a daily basis who aren't able to find um, a rental property whatsoever to be able to, to move to. So they're, they're what the council is calling overstaying. They're having to live with their parents. And, you know, that's a conversation that never seems to, to ever be had. The difficulties and challenges that families are facing where there, there's three generations generations in the one family yeah, and, and that's that's something that I've had experience myself with and uh, yeah it's it's a reality and you don't understand I suppose the challenges unless you're in that situation. Right okay um there has been an increase in, in housing output in general and that social and affordable housing and we're seeing huge, um, I, I'm just speaking from my own experience in North County Dublin, huge amounts of housing being delivered and there is substantial social and affordable housing and cost rental housing being delivered. Well, a, co- a couple of weeks ago the, the, the housing charity Threshold launched their annual report and highlighted that more than 12,000 households reached out last year over fears that they'd been made homeless. Uh, they would say that in, in the after the eviction ban, uh, the no-fault eviction ban was lifted, there was greater concern amongst families that they might find Absolutely. themselves vulnerable. And I, I would be in contact with a lot of those families and I'm like I said, I'm helping them through um, to deal with the council and to access the, the tenant in situ purchase scheme, which is working in my own area very well and they've been very relieved and the council has the funds to, to actually purchase properties for people and to keep them in their homes and look, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of people and I can understand the really harrowing distress um, facing families when they are issued with the, the notice to quit. But we are making progress. 
very slow I, progress. I think I suppose look, I, I what the two stories that we've heard here about the tenant in situ, situ scheme is interesting because it's a I suppose one of those problems that comes up again and again where there's discrepancies and maybe differences in how councils are um, affecting a you know a government plan. And um, so it's an interesting one because it, it shows I suppose the disparity across the country where there might be you know greater impetus in Fingal County Council. You know there is a you know much a greater density of population, but of course at the same time you see people in Clare then looking at that saying you know why isn't that the implementation we're seeing here and I think um, I suppose the opposing things we're hearing about the fact that the figures show you know homelessness is up we've seen more and more people in emergency accommodation record levels of people record numbers of children as well um, but at the same time you know we heard today the Chartered um, the Society of Chartered Surveyors who released the report today um, about that the fact that you need a combined salary of 127,000 uh, to, to, to get a home um, when the average salary in Ireland is around 45,000 and only 13% of people actually earn more than 60,000. So, and you're talking about couples there, you know, but just to say, I suppose, what what the the Society of Chartered Surveyors also said today is that, you know, there there is, I suppose, light at the tunnel and they talked about how commencements are up, mortgage drawdowns are up, that they are seeing those uh, those changes happen. Um, and also, I suppose as well, they were talking about how the government schemes that are in place, and um, they are seeing them be effective in some in a way. You know, they are seeing that effectiveness. So I think we've heard for the last couple of months, and, and uh, Minister, uh, the Housing Minister Darrell O'Brien has said it a couple of times. We're turning a corner, and every time he says it, uh, we, you know, uh, uh, when we're questioning him, jump on him to say, "How can you say that when you know we have generations of people, you know, in one home, that kind of a thing?" But I think the issue here is with with it crisis that has gone on for so long and has compounded each year you're turning a huge juggernaut and we're and, and we think, have turned it Ashling but and, I think and, the and corner we're not even sure how big possibly the corner is to be turned potentially but we, we have made progress and with the, the housing output we're getting more social housing more affordable housing and the families who have been for, for a long number of years generations living in overcrowded accommodation they are moving into their new homes and we're providing good new built energy efficient Right. for families uh, Marie, right across Farrell, the country. W- would you be concerned that the, the rising house prices, uh, house prices rising at this rate are providing a perverse incentive for the, the rate of construction to increase at the pace we've seen it over the last while? It, it may not be meeting the, the desirable targets, but it has increased and maybe the rising cost of property is incentivising people to turn a buck in the sector and that's why it's up. Well, look, I suppose um, what we need to see is uh, government delivery in terms of affordable um, housing. And I think that's that's the key. And look, I hear what Lorraine is saying, that she sees affordable housing uh, be delivered in her area. But I have to say, in Galway City, we simply did not see any delivery of affordable housing. In Galway County is the first place that we may see it happen. But for all the people who want to live, uh, work uh, and grow a family in Galway City, it's simply going to, even when it is delivered, it's going to be a drop in the ocean. I suppose in relation to the cost of construction and uh, and that was also mentioned in the surveyor's um, report. The reality is the government put a levy on concrete blocks just in September. Um, despite now we've seen even to, from today's um, report, the blocks and mortar has you know gone through the the roof. We've also seen in relation to service site levy that that has been exempted um, for another year. So what we need to see is the state ensure the government ensure that affordable housing is delivered. Um, 
and that you know as we as you've said here that it's it, that we don't look at the large part of the cost is a profit margin we need to deliver homes for people the reality is as Vailan said there are three generations of, of people living in homes it's not sustainable i have to say i have so many friends who work in the health sector who um who are married and living with their parents and like they're married a few years now and they simply cannot get out of their parents' home. They can't get a mortgage. Uh, they can't get planning. You know, in order to get a mortgage, they, they can't, um, you know, can't go out and rent in Galway City or Galway County where they'll be spending colossal sums of money when right. they're trying to also save for a mortgage. So that's the reality okay, for, we're, we're for go- people. We're going to give the last word on this uh, to, to Mary, who's a nurse in Dublin. She says she's a senior nurse, 33 years of experience behind her, an annual salary of 50 €58,000 so she couldn't afford to buy a house today in Dublin. How can my junior colleagues stay and work? Uh, She's asking